You know, we we kind of do have like plant shrines in our houses. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And we kind of worship them. Yeah. Welcome to episode 20 of, Fa- 20 of Fancy Plants Podcast. I am Chris. And as always, here with Stu. Hello. And Amanda. Hello. And I'm just, my mind is completely blown that we've done 20 episodes. Now, you'll probably notice that episode number 18 is not published. That is the one that um, I couldn't quite figure out, but I left it at 18 anyway. Because we did record it, <laughs> just no one gets to hear it. <laughs> yet. Uh, yet, that's right. So today uh, we have Yves Bernier back with us. He joined us uh, in episode 16, I believe, uh, to talk about carnivorous plants. And today Eve is going to bless upon us his knowledge for uh, about vivariums. So we're very excited about that. I'm really happy to be here again. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Super glad to have you back. Thank you for joining us. How come the men get the good voices on I the radio? Know, right? Hello. I'm, I'm like, oh. Hockeys. <laughs> <Luckies. laughs> I know. Uh, Eve, you brought some plant friends tonight. Uh, would you like to introduce them? Uh, um, I have Phalaenopsis massacar crossed with Hieroglyphica. I have my Cymbidium jumbo puffs oh, that's amazing. which is the cutest little plant ever yeah. oh so it's tiny. tiny the fact that the word jumbos in it kind of blows my mind oh but it will be a jumbo <laughs> i'm sure it will <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and uh the last one i have here is uh hoya mirabilis i i really love the name hieroglyphica i just immediately of course jumped to something egyptian in my mind it like hydroglyph, hi, what do they call it? It's true. Well, welcome you and your plant friends. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We're excited to have you back. You know what? What do you guys? What's new? Like, what's new for you guys now? Well, other than the fact that we're on our second bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, that's actually probably a good. So tonight we we are recording in the evening. It's actually pretty late than when we normally record. So. We have um, some wine with us this evening. So instead of breakfast and coffee, we have some beautiful BC Whites joining us this evening. And it is delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Oh, they're so good. Just love them so much. So now you've been warned. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? I'm a little sad because I personally do not have any new plants right now. And I am purposely on, what is it? A no-buy, I think it's called. I'm on a no-buy because I have about... 10 plants to plant and I look at them every day and I'm like oh I should plant those and then I don't actually plant like repot them because they're still in their grower pots or they're new from like quite a while ago and I guess I I don't know I it's my punishment it's like okay well if you can't take care of those plants you don't get to have new plants and so there's like the angel and devil on my shoulder all the time having that argument so there you go always wins (laughs) not no no the angel's winning in this one because I kind of feel bad for those plants i haven't even <laughs> i haven't taken care of yet so don't go into my office upstairs because you will see the same plants in there that you've seen probably even when you were here eve <laughs> they are not in their permanent pots yet huh? <laughs> <laughs> what you guys got sue what did you get i and thanks to eve i have a couple new ones that are pretty pretty awesome 
So there's one. It's a Dishidia. It's um called Rattlesnake. No. Rattle, Rattle skulls. skulls. There we go. Oh, that's, Rattle skulls. That's cool. And it's an ant plant. So it gets these leaves and when it's happy, they kind of puff out like a balloon and they look like they should be hard, but they're kind of soft. And ants crawl in them, like wherever they grow, and poop in them. And that's what gives them their food. So I have to actually feed them because we don't have ants that will crawl in them and poop in them. Oh, you don't have an ant farm to go along with that? No, no ant farm. I'll, I'll avoid that. I tried worm farming once, but... But that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, no, there's that, and I really like it. And then there's, um, how do you say it? I always want to say like the dog. Kadata? Kadata. Yeah. There, there we go. go. A Kadata. Um, just a regular one, and it kind of looks camouflage, and it's got like the woody leaves that I like, and it's got like a unique pattern on them, so I like that. And um, yeah, I'm happy to say they're rooting already. That's awesome. Yeah. I had a Caudata once. I definitely killed it. I, I don't know what it is about me with that type of leaf, but I did struggle with it. Love that type of leaf. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. They're super cool. I think I have four or five different varieties of them. But that's all right. <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting to break into Amanda's house and go into her secret vault. And I've moved everything. You don't know where it is. <laughs> you mean when you told us that you moved everything to the basement? Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that's our first swear word. I'm sorry. I'm not even editing that <laughs> Amanda out. Amanda just burst that bubble. I'm not I'm not editing that out, Amanda. And <laughs> she was going to say it again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So those are what's new to your collection, Sue? Those are yes. new. And I, oh, actually, and there's, um, I can never pronounce plot names, so you guys can make fun of me if you want. But we do. Anyway, it's a Lucosa, Lucosa. Laquinosa. Laquinosa. See, I can't pronounce nothing. Um, Tove. And uh, it's pretty cute. I like the How do I leaf. receive clippings from you people? Well, you plant the plants that you already have. <laughs> yes. Shoot, I did, I, did you, you, I did release all my secrets. You just yeah. said that out loud. <laughs> you plant your plants and I will bring you some babies. Okay, great. I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> she said, rising her eyebrows skeptically. Uh <laughs> And that skepticism, of course, directed to my own self. Because as she looks me direct, directly in the eye. Well, I just look, I'm just making eye contact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it makes people feel more comfortable if you make eye contact. Right. Just Especially sense. when you like put on your hand goggles and <laughs> you do really the, do you the really eyes where you like point at your eyes with two fingers and then point oh, at the other yeah, person's the, eyes. I'm yeah. watching you. Oh, great. Watching you. <laughs> it's been a long day for Amanda, so she's loving that I'm staring directly at her <laughs> i was at work at quarter to seven this morning yeah i have to say you too sue and amanda um your early morning chats what that's like two hours before i get out of bed don't you guys think it's weird i do the late night chats and the early I do morning think chats? that is weird actually <laughs> now, i don't sleep y- you didn't get out of bed in the morning this today so no i did not because i stayed up very late being an irresponsible adult because i can do that Fair enough. Yes. I'm not going to argue to that. <laughs> it's true. Amanda, what's new for you? Uh, well, I uh, I tripped and fell and uh, got another orchid. Mm, that happens. It does. It does. It's all Eve's fault, actually. <laughs> uh, I was going to be good. And he's like, well, if you go in on this order, I will go into. And uh, next thing we know, we were getting plants. And so, yeah, I got a beautiful new jewel orchid because I don't have enough of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, I, You know what? I have to say, I ordered more plant saucers off of Amazon. Best price. I could. Why are plant saucers so shockingly do you, expensive? Do you get the clear ones? Even those are expensive. Like, I'm going to resort yeah. to and like kind muffin of tins. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, great. Now the dollar store is going to be sold out of disposable muffin tins. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I just order my clear plant saucers from AliExpress. Yeah, but then I got to wait. It's true. You do have to have a modicum of patience. Yeah, I don't. I was going to say that's one thing I lack. (laughs) Like none. I'm just surprised I was able to use the word modicum after three glasses of wine. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why you were able to use it. (laughs) Here comes the big vocabulary. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's so funny to me. What else you got? Uh, I've been really good. They're all looking at me with like this disbelief on their face, but I I have been really good. Mostly good. Mm-hmm. But okay. What are you hiding we from need, us? Yeah, we need oh, to define, I just got a couple of new Hoyas too, but whatever. Yeah, like define oh, yeah, good yeah, yeah. here. Like in our life, like in, in our lives, wouldn't being good mean adding more plants to our collection? Why does being good have to mean limiting the having the things that we love? Well, I I've I've been well behaved and I've been exercising moderation. Okay, so that is a definition of good. Yeah. Sure. I I I did get a new Hoya though the other day. Which one? What'd you get? Macrophilia pot of gold. Oh, oh I killed my macrophilia. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. I heard you, that you've been you to her three? house when Amanda's not there. So I was. Maybe you should wash her, watch her plants again. Uh, I will, wink, but wink, I won't wink, take wink. anything for from her. No, <laughs> that was the most convincing thing I've ever heard. I don't except want to for cross the ones, line. except for the ones mm-hmm. that I put his name on, I'm like, come get your freaking plants. Yeah, <laughs> there was one for a year, I guess, that was at your house that I didn't pick up. Yeah, well, that's all right. Oh, so you're not even taking the ones she's given you? Well, I mean, it's not that I didn't want them. She just lives really far away. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty whole minutes. That is twenty. That's I far. thought it was fifteen. Oh, he's on the other side of town. So that's true. Twenty. That's true. <laughs> we don't like to drive. It takes me like. My work is exactly five kilometers from where I live. It takes me seven minutes to get there. Okay, maybe 13 minutes. But sometimes, yeah. As long as there's no train, I can get to work in seven minutes. Right. And I'm, I don't know, I can't remember how many kilometers off the bat. I think I'm like seven and a half. Yeah. So I travel a minute a kilometer and I still get to work on the other side of town. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Other city. I work in the next town over from where I live. So, yeah. See, to me, Wembley to Beaver Lodge is a far distance. Like when I have to drive out there for work, I think like, oh, there's Wembley. That's cool. And then I'm like, oh, forever for Beaver Lodge. Turn the corner around the like around the little bends. Oh, it's single lane. This is fun. So anyway, oh, okay. these are some small towns in northern Alberta that you can yeah. easily look up on the map. <laughs> just, just for the record, Beaver Lodge is pretty cool because they have a giant they beaver they in the middle of the town. Somebody yeah. dressed it up as a the ghost animal. the other day. I would like to just yes. specify it's the animal. <laughs> but to be fair, though, they do have places called like Beaver Liquor. It's a liquor store. Yeah. They have uh, Sheared Beaver. Yeah. The Sheared Beaver salon. is the yeah, hair salon. salon. Yeah. yeah. So they, you know, there's a little bit of humor out there. Yeah. And the yeah. Beaver Liquor Plus. Yeah. 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 Plus. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have that's new, Amanda? Uh, n- I've been good. Nothing. Okay, that's <laughs> moving on then. Eve, tell us tell us what you got. Well, uh, you have these guys in front of us here. Yeah, so all the plant friends I had today were new. Um I also <laughs> I also got some new ones from Sue. She gave me a bunch of cuttings, mostly Hoyas and Aroids. So nice. I got like a a philodendron Brazil, um, a Cebu Blue, and my very favorite one out of all of those is a Hoya Onichoides. Has nice. really beautiful leaves. That's like, awesome. They're almost black. I love it. Yeah, that's a pretty cool plant. 
So yes, that's why I'm so envious of everybody's new plants. Well, if you plant your plants, I have some babies that are averted for you in the past, so they're, Ooh, they're almost okay. ready. I will. That's a motivator for me, so I will make that happen. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's what's new. That was pretty quick. Um. But I mean, this time of year, there's snow. It's cold. We don't get a lot of new stuff right now. Certainly not from. Uh. Well, everything that I find that's in a greenhouse, kind of already have it or just kind of don't want it. That's yeah, pretty that's much the it, problem yeah. right now. Right? So when you get to this point where you're ordering online all the time, it's like, sure, the winter sucks, but it extra sucks because we can't get any more supply. <laughs> On the brighter side, it gives my budget a chance to bounce back a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, my bank account, it, it seems pretty happy about it, but yeah, the rest true. of me, not so much. That's true. But that's why you find plant friends, and then you can trade clippings. Exactly. That's They're true. free. And I, you know what? I think that part of my <laughs> problem is I don't really have much to clip. So I know I did some clippings, but it was like a Hartley Phil and a Crimson Princess. How are those clippings doing? Good, actually. They do have roots, so I do awesome. need to do something with them soon. Awesome. Yeah. Your White Knight's doing good? Yeah. It doesn't um, seem to want a root, though. So I'm not really sure. It's probably a bit cool in that room, maybe. So I might have to try to, the heat map. I but have everything... some stuff I should bring you. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, but they're fine. Like, they're not looking bad or anything like that they're just nice. kind of existing at this point but hey well that's not dead existing yeah, is better than dead they'll I be agree. fine for a while yeah i agree i think so too um i was kind of surprised the one in the bag hasn't rooted yet but it it does look like it's got new growth on it which kind of surprised me that's kind of normal actually yeah. yeah so i thought that was pretty cool but the cool thing about being inside for the winter is we get to concentrate on maybe making doing projects and maybe one of those projects for you is a vivarium and so that's why Eve has very kindly just uh, agreed to join us again, because we're going to be talking about vivariums today. Um, I know for me, I know pretty much nothing about them. So I'm excited to learn to see what even what a vivarium is and how to build one. So a vivarium, because there's vivarium and terrariums. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between the two? It really depends what you want to put into it. So if you think of a vivarium, if you think of a vivarium, Basically, the difference between that and a terrarium is that it's kind of an enclosed ecosystem in a way. So the vivarium is enclosed. Yes, correct. Like whatever is within the tank and depending what you put on it will make the difference between a terrarium and a vivarium. So which one does the add? Do your lizards go in? Um, well, okay. So like, let's say you want to set up a terrarium. You can set up a plant terrarium. So that's a technical term for it. But generally, a terrarium is something you might want to put like a bearded dragon into or something with sand. or So something more dry. Not not necessarily dry because you can make a like a desert vivarium. Yeah. But like you're not really necessarily going to plant live plants into it and have like a little mini ecosystem. Okay. So self-sustaining, you kind of mean. In a way, yeah. You're yeah. still going to have to supplement it with some additional water and maybe nutrients here and there. Thank you for answering that for me because it's I'm still no clearer. I won't lie. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a gray area. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So think of this: um, if you look, if you're in a jungle and you have like an imaginary glass box, and you look at a specific area, and you can take a snapshot of that and bring it home and close it, that's your vivarium. So like, it's got like maybe some tree bark with epiphytic plants on it. Towards the bottom, you'll have your leaf litter with other plants growing through it. Okay, and then a terrarium, what's that a snapshot of? Um, a, a desert. <laughs> not necessarily. Just probably, like, I'm going to guess potting soil and then just plants. Like, it's not really 
Well, they're they're more your grocery store, you know, Calancho with an air plant and a fern, and the the ones that don't grow well. It's together. a Calancoe. Calancho. No, it's a Calancho. <laughs> no, it's Calancoe. <laughs> I don't so, know. Anyway, this is a big topic we've talked about, and I hope you guys get to hear that one day. Oh my god, Amanda, but, you weren't here, but we yeah, had, it was great. We had a big, we had Google pronouncing so, it for us. It was super funny. At Safeway today, Chris and I went grocery shopping together um, to cook together, and um, they had terrariums out. Remember the bowls? Oh, I didn't even notice. How did you not notice those? Where, were your, really Where were your plant eyes? I, I have them off when I go in there. I she was lie. focused on chicken. I know. She was really focused on chicken. <laughs> um, so, okay. It's almost sounds to me then like a vivarium is something that you really consider the ecosystem and where everything is coming from. And you group things together that would normally live together. Whereas maybe a terrarium is less thoughtful in that area. And you're just kind of chucking stuff in it. And it's looking like you have plants in a fish tank. Sure. To a certain that degree. Sounds pretty yeah. good. Okay. Okay. Um, but it doesn't really stop there either, right? Because like you also have aquariums and then you have hybrids of the both, which one of them would be called a paludarium. Oh gosh. So it would be That's like a, a vivarium <laughs> on top okay. and then you'd have an aquarium on the bottom. So like it's the best of both worlds, really. Like an aquarium with water? Yeah, with water oh, on the gotcha, bottom. Okay. So you'll have like maybe your one third on the bottom will be your aquarium. And on top of that, you'll have Plants coming out of the water, maybe vining plants growing on the wall. Oh, so you could put your salamanders in there. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I don't, I'm not going to do that, but you could if you wanted to. Do you have salamanders? <laughs> I have no desire to even, <laughs> no desire. <laughs> All right. I used to have newts. Yeah. Kind of like baby tiny salamanders. Little, yeah. Newts are cute. They are. They're cute when they don't live in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So that's kind of the definition. I think you're right, Amanda. It does sound a little, a little gray. Um, but I think for me, I have a better idea of what those things might be. So I guess we, why don't we start with, um, how do you, how do you start with a vivarium? Just maybe, I know Amanda, I think you have vivariums as oh, well. Yeah. Sue, yeah, you I've got do one. also? No, I don't yet, no. but somebody has promised that they'd help me this summer, this winter. I was okay. going to say summer. Oh my God. No, I wish this winter <laughs> to build okay. one. So where, where can we start with this topic? What's it, where's a good starting point? Um, th it's like such a, a big subject to talk that we won't be able to cover it all. So like maybe we can try to go over the basics. Sure. Um, so like housing it, are you going to want to put it in a square aquarium where you're going to have to plant everything from the top or are you going to want, uh, an enclosure that has doors that open, which would help you plant stuff in a little bit easier. It'll be easier for you to go in there and prune stuff. Um, so like the basic enclosure is something that you're first going to want to look at. Okay. So it sounds like there's two choices there. One is your standard aquarium. You just go pick one of those bad boys up. And then I think, I know what you're talking about. It's still like a glass enclosure uh, where the bottom, like there maybe is a few inches of bottom yeah. where it's all sealed, like an aquarium would be. And then, like is it like um, a glass cabinet maybe just, yeah it just yeah. kind of opens and mm -hmm. you can okay. a lot of times you can get them for lizards and they're called a terrarium yeah. okay and see that, that and i guess that was part of my question that was kind of like, confusing wasn't it yeah like yeah. what is what here um so when with a i'm going to call it a glass cupboard like you did i think that's a great way to say it 
are they completely sealed when you close them or is there airflow that goes through or how do you how do you do, so if you decide between your aquarium or your glass cabinet um how do you decide on airflow okay so airflow is really important when it comes to vivariums um a lot of the plants that you're going to want to put in there will require a lot more humidity but if they don't have airflow they can rot away um so what i did on mine which is an aquarium i cut up a piece of acrylic and I drilled holes into it. And since I also keep frogs in my tanks, I siliconed on some mesh that you would put on like a screen for a window um, onto the hole so that the frogs couldn't escape. Gotcha. So if you even had, maybe you have a, an aquarium, you want to try this out and you maybe you have an old aquarium lid, you could just pop that on there, maybe open the lid or something if you wanted just to yeah. test it out. Um, so like what I do above the holes, I have like a little fan, like a desktop fan, and it, it doesn't blow air directly into it. I have it pointing upwards, so it kind of pulls the air out, and then you get some airflow within the tank. Oh, that's super cool. And then if you are using the glass cabinet style, are is like the kind of opening on the doors when the doors are closed enough? Um. No, like depending on the manufacturer you're going to buy them from, above the doors, there's like a little tiny grid that has holes in it and then the air can circulate. Um, The ones that you're going to buy like that, they have like a, a metal mesh, so that might rust away. And if you want to keep a lot more humidity in there, you might want to fashion something maybe out of glass or acrylic. Okay. that's I think that's a really great tip. I think it is easy to forget it and be like, oh, I'm just going to put whatever lid I want on this and that doesn't matter. But obviously it does matter. And I think I was didn't you run into something. Well, I was super classy on my my little cabinet style one. Now, um, learned the hard way. Don't go too small. Mm, you, obviously, no you don't want to start huge, but don't go too small. But my little uh, glass cabinet one that I have three little plants in the lid that it came like the top of the, the cabinet that it came with is uh like a silver mesh window screen, which is great for airflow, but it um, is really great for airflow. So stuff dries out. So I was super classy and put saran wrap over it. Okay. That's okay though. It I mean, works, works. I'm sure it did the trick, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just, I covered three quarters of it with saran wrap and it's golden. Yeah. Um, my favorite though, like is a piece of glass that maybe you can get drilled, put it on top. Um, that seems to be heavier because with acrylic, sometimes it'll start to bow after some time and like the, the corners will roll up. So glass would be the best. It's a little bit more expensive, but it really does work the best. My my bigger tank, I have some clear polycarb. Mm -hmm. So it's like a corrugated polycarbonate. And I drilled holes in that. My husband thought I was crazy out in the garage, <laughs> but that's all right. That's I love right. drilling holes in things. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our enclosures. We have our lids or consideration for airflow. What about placement? In your oh. home? Um, that's really going to depend on whether if you want to use artificial lighting or more ambient lighting. Um, where I currently have mine is in a pretty dark spot, but I do have good lighting over it. So I have that on a timer. It's on for, um, I think, 10 hours a day right now. Oh, gotcha. So you have the your clear cover so the light can come through. Yep. Um. I guess I'd be curious, are there any type of systems where a lid has a light built into it that you can put a grow light in? Have you um, ever seen that? I mean, I've seen people online who have like lights in them, but you're going to want to make sure that it can take the moisture that's in there, right? Good point. So aquarium lights are really good because a lot of them, like if you drop it in the aquarium, 
they'll be fine. And planted tanks are really big for aquariums, so most of them are actually meant to grow plants. Oh, that's good to know. Cool. That's super good to I know. I actually, because uh, my lid is made out of polycarbonate, it's, uh, it's very, very heat resistant. And that's so I actually have a grow light with a reflector on it. And I just have that set on top of the polycarbonate. It's an LED in there, so it doesn't get hot. Gotcha. So what if you're in a scenario where you can't light from above? Is it still okay to light from the sides or the front? Or how, could you even do that? You could. Um, you might get a little bit of reflection back from the glass. Um, but it, re- it really depends. There's a lot of ways around it. There's not just one way to build a vivarium. It's really up to you. It's kind of like an art, I guess. Um, I like to think of it as like keeping a bonsai, right? Because like a bonsai is a tiny little tree. It takes years to make like a lot of time to prune. So like sometimes your plants in there, they're going to really love the conditions and go like gangbusters. I have a philodendron in there and it started from a, like a two leaf cutting and it's gigantic now. And all the roots on it are aerial and they come down like vines. So they're super how, cool. How many gallons is your tank? My tank is a 60 gallon. Oh, it's yeah, it's, it's got a little bit different dimensions. It's like maybe four feet wide by two and a half feet tall. So it's pretty nice, actually. How big is yours, Amanda? 30. Okay. So we're not talking entry-level tiny um, aquariums. We're talking like serious business aquariums sizes. My my 30-gallon is honestly not that big. It's only about 24 inches wide just because of the way it was built. And honestly, like I have a smaller tank that I'm probably going to build this winter. But that one's going to be very... um, job specific there's a few orchids that i want to put in it and that's it oh that makes um once you get a background built in a typical fish like in your typical fish tank honestly 30 gallons you're like you're really limited on space yeah Yeah. so how big are you gonna go when you build yours well i have like i think ones are like a 20 some gallon tank it's it was um it was like made it wasn't a botan tank and so I think it's like 20 to 30 and then the other one's like a 30 gallon. So so you're doing two. I'll probably do. Oh two. cool. Yeah, okay. Cuz I love how they I want different things. I love how some are like landscapes so that it looks like a little forest and then I want to just jump inside of it and shrink and have my own little rainforest. You need one of those shrink ray do- deweys. Yeah, honey, <laughs> I shrunk the kids kind of thing. That would I would be love cool. that. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd go S- hang out. I have a question. So spray foam it's like when i watch the videos i know amanda used it what is that for just to shape your background or is there a purpose to the spray foam uh well you don't necessarily need to use spray foam in the background like again it's like it's art right so you're really gonna choose whatever materials you want but for the general part people use an expanding spray foam um that dries out after it's cured you can carve it maybe put some uh, your artistic touches into it, carve out some roots or some rocks, paint it. Um, but what I generally do with the spray foam, I apply it to the background, I let it dry, and then I carve it out. And then on top of the carving, because it's just foam that doesn't look good, I put a layer of black silicone. And then on top of that, I put cocoa fibers and peat moss, and I press it into the silicone. And then it looks like maybe a ravine or something like 
dirt. That's really and then cool. obviously that's all safe for your plants. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, obviously the silicone and the spray foam have to cure. So like, I okay. mean, you're not going to do it all at the same time. It's just a couple of days for the process. You're, you're going to put your, um, you're going to put your spray foam in first, let it cure for 24 hours. Then you're going to put your silicone, apply the peat moss on top and let that dry so, for well, maybe part another the, 48. Well, part of the planning is that. So I was, I was kind of, so we have our, uh, first of all, you have patience. It sounds to me like that's ingredient number one. You have your enclosure, you have your airflow, and you have your light considerations. So when Sue's asking about spray foam, um, I just want to, I, I just want to really cater to the beginners here. So people like me who know nothing, what step of what, what's next after you um decide all of those first things, and oh. when you're planning out how to actually do the inside. So when I was building mine, I um spent about four hours on YouTube getting properly confused. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. <laughs> uh, and now I had, I, I've had experience building terrariums and that sort of stuff. So I've at least got some design background. Um, but I spent probably, what was it? Three weeks collecting stuff. Yeah. And I, I took my tank and I took black paint on the outside of my tank and I just because I decided that I didn't want to see the spray foam through the tank. I couldn't find black spray foam. Uh, which is, is it a thing? It is. It's a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Usually people use them in ponds and stuff and they'll okay. like, put rocks in there or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, black spray foam is actually a thing, but I couldn't find it because we live here. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So, okay, so I've got that. I've messaged Eve about 8 million times. And I'm sure you're going to get those same messages from Sue, if yeah. you haven't already. <laughs> I'm all for it. So I, I decided where the, the background of my tank is going to be. I got some nice big chunks of um, cork. Uh, you can get cork bark and that. So I'd kind of stuffed everything in my tank with uh, masking tape. To kind of see where I want it stuff to go, and then laid it down and sprayed the um, spray foam all along, and I um, siliconed my uh, drain because if you get too much water in, you gotta gotta have a way to get it out. So, as in, get it out of the tank that like you drilled through the glass, or no? I uh, I cut up a plastic uh, pill bottle from a pharmacy. Yeah. So that the water could get in there and I siliconed a, ho a hose on the top of it. Yeah. And that actually comes out of my soil behind a rock. Okay. So if I ever get too much water in there, I can use my little suction thing and get it out. Gotcha. But you can get more technical with it too. Like I did the same thing in my tank. So my tank has like a dirted bottom, but I also wanted water features in there. So I took like little bits of slate. And I made like circular ponds, I guess, in them so that I always want a couple of inches of water in the bottom. Um, there's no dirt on the bottom. I have Leca pebbles. That's what I got on the bottom. Of yeah. Oh, okay. Well. And okay. then I put a layer of like um, garden uh, material. Uh, I forgot. Like Landscape the weed, fabric. Landscape yeah, fabric. Oh, weed barrier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, Sue, if you need any, I still have three quarters of a roll. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I, I have a question yeah. for Sue because I know Sue, you were kind of getting into the spray foam part. When you are, so how do you think you'll approach your planning as a new person doing this? Well, I want to do kind of like a very landscaped one. Because like I said, I want to be able to stare at it and wish I could like shrink and like jump in it and explore. So I need to have that. But I'm also kind of some someone who likes instant gratification. So I'm going to do one with conif coniferous plants. 
Oh, cool. Carnivorous plants. Carniv- carnivorous, yeah. Carnivorous. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to do that. And um, it's going to be more basic. But I do want one that is like very landscaped. And I know like we've kind of talked a couple times before because like everyone's getting these Ikea cabinets and making like their own terrarium var- vivarium out of them. And so then I found one that's all glass, but it's tall. And I kind of am like, is that too big to start off with? But at the same time, it's a decent price. So I don't know. So it's but like I want it to vertical be, tall and yeah. then it's like yeah. tall and narrow? They're, they're tall like and narrow. display okay. cases. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes but it's sense. all glass. And so I kind of want to do something like that. Um, because, but I like instant gratification sometimes. So <laughs> the whole spray foam and letting it dry, like I need two projects going here so yeah. that I can be satisfied with one oh, that's a good done, yeah. but I also can be satisfied because I finished one right away. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, before I start them, what I really like to do is take a piece of paper and a pen and draw up a sketch. Um, I'm going to want to plan out what kind of plants I want in there, see what, what's available. I have my plants in and then from there I'll start up a design. I'll draw it and then get a general idea and then plop it into the tank. So I'll be honest with you guys. I did once watch of a very video <laughs> once <laughs> and once. And um, the gentleman who was putting his vivarium together also had a water feature. And it just, it looked so cool to me that you could, re- you can really customize these absolutely based on what you want in there. And as you get more sophisticated with it, you can just kind of make it cooler and cooler as you go from, from what I can see. Well, I don't think you'll ever make just one, like looking at them. No. You'll make one and you'll be all happy with it. And then a little while later, you'll be like, I want to do a dance. And I, I, I think that they could probably they're, be very They're very much addictive. like tattoos. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. You need bigger and better each time. Uh, not necessarily because I kind of want a smaller one, but I want to make it different. Um, so my winter project, I want to do like... um. A biotope, which basically to put that um, out there, a biotope is a specific region in the world. So I want to do a Southeast Asian one. So all the plants and I want to put fish into there that are going to go in there are going to come from a specific area of Southeast Asia. Um, So that biotope um, is probably going to have a few Hoyas in there, um, some aquatic plants, um, but I want everything to be really specific too, right? Because my current vivarium has plants from all over the world, which is cool. Like it works, but I, I kind of want like a more specific image. Um, the first one you make, pr- you're probably not going to have that one forever. You're going to have a lot of learning curves and you're going to want to change some things up. So I'm going to probably tear mine out and then redo it. Okay. Well, also more confession time. <laughs> I did once put an imbricata into a tiny fish tank. I actually got it to grow. Yeah. And then I kind of neglected it. But I was super proud of that. And I think maybe one of the issues I had run into is that I wasn't thinking big enough because it almost, it was tiny. Like it was like maybe a foot by like eight inches kind of thing. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was like a little beta tank or whatever. So I think next time I would try something a bit larger. And it seems to me like if you're the kind of person who is like, gosh, I'd really love to have an aquarium in my house, but uh, I worked at, well, we all worked at pet stores (laughs) (laughs) and um, we know how much work they are. So maybe this is a way to still have some encased beauty in your home without worrying about 60 liters or gallons of water flooding your house <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah um they're definitely a lot easier to take care of than an aquarium um because or there's a all... house plant for that matter yeah exactly like i mean some really hard to keep plants 
are are not even an issue when it comes to vivarium because they're enclosed, they've got humidity, they've got good light, and and really they're going to do what they want to do because it, it feels like a jungle to them in there. I kind of love your idea with the tall vertical uh, case, Sue, because you could put some really cool plant climbing plants in there. I think it would be cool. And I think if you wanted to, you could do like two levels. Like you could have like a a lower level kind of landscape and then like an upper level landscape. So I think it'd be kind of cool to do the tall one. And really, I mean, they're $69. So at the end of the day, if you built one and you didn't like it, you could probably turn around and sell that for like quite a bit more than you bought the case for. Maybe not as much as you put everything into it, but I think it would be worth trying. When I was doing my spray foam, I actually put pots into my background so I had somewhere in the background to plant my Hoya Imbricata. And there's an orchid over here and there's a Dishidio over there and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like I think it would just be, I think it'd be cool. And I'm obsessed with kind of feeling like you want to like crawl in your jungle. Like sometimes. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I do. And sometimes like when I'm in my plant room, I just look around and I think, oh, if I could just shrink, like I could like <laughs> be like a jungle and climb this vine and then jump on this leaf. <laughs> It'd be really cool. Eve has a very good point though about difficult plants sometimes being incredibly easy in a vivarium. Uh, I made the mistake of putting a heartleaf fern in mine because Everybody kills heartleaf ferns. They don't grow worth beans here. Like, they're, they're impossible. I have cut that thing back 47 times, I swear. Yeah, my, mine too. Actually, mine got really tall. I didn't even think they got that Yeah, like ridiculously there. tall and huge leaves. I'm like, nobody else is getting any light. I'm in there with a pair of scissors up to my armpit trying to tackle a fern. You guys are really kind of turning me on to this idea. It's actually <laughs> rad. It's actually kind of like a therapy to me personally yeah. because I can sit in front of it and um, also, um, another important thing to know is like watering in there. You're not going to need to water them nearly as much as you would your regular oh, house plants. Oh, Chris, oh, this is, this is you. This is, I'm just this thinking like you. checking boxes over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, you can go like all out in there because some people have like misting systems that like detect humidity. And then when it drops below a certain level, it'll mist it for you. Oh, yeah. Cool. I've watched ones with videos where they like put a fog in there and mm. it's almost kind of creepy and eerie looking because there's my a fog favorite. in. I love it. Yeah. There's some cool, there's some cool ones. It kind of sounds like um, there's a lot of resources online mm-hmm. where you can Huge. go and kind of see. Cause I, I, I loved what you said about the spray foam because so after you have your plan, you have your um, thing, you're going to put your plants in, you have the area, you have your lighting airflow you have your plan. So what happens after your plan? So is that when you start spray foaming and kind of start terraforming the inside of your Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's how I do it. So I have my sketch and then I'm going to gather my materials. So you're going to want to have your materials beforehand. So your substrates, um, your spray foam, your silicone, um, your plants, and I mean, even rocks or branches that you find that you can put in there. Um, if you do, Take stuff out of the wild. Just make sure you bake it first because yeah, I did made the that mistake. mistake. Yeah, I had slugs in there from outside. And <laughs> oh, they, gotcha. So if you're getting like a um, lot of damage. <laughs> fodder, like, you know, for just the bottom. Yeah, I had, I had some moss that was actually dried out and inside for about, oh, gosh, it had, it had to have been inside for three years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it, 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 you could have, you know, lit a match four doors down and that moss would have ignited. 
Like it had been in there for a long time. Wow. And now I have earthworms, snails, and uh, volunteer ferns. Oh, okay. So you had some hitchhikers. Yeah. But doesn't that just come with kind of creating your own ecosystem? I actually add um, some specific bugs in there on purpose um, because leaves grow and then they die. They fall to the ground, but you want something to decompose them, right? Yeah. Um, so I actually add little isopods, tiny little, it's like a pill bug. I don't know if you've ever lifted a rock up and you see a little pill bug. Basically the same thing, but they're tropical, right? They're teeny tiny little things. Some people who, who sell frogs or lizards or whatnot will have um, some for sale. And that's where I get mine. I get mine online. Okay. That's super cool. That's super cool. All right. So you've, you've created your terraforming. Um, what else are you putting in there after you've kind of done all your carving and you've put all the moss and twigs and all those things and you've tucked it into your silicone? What's next? Um, you're going to want to put your plants in there. So on the bottom which is um, like if you're looking at a jungle, we call that an understory, right? So if let's say we're right, in a, let's say we're <laughs> we do. Let's say we're in a jungle, and you're gonna see like your calatheas, your um, I don't know, your arrowheads on the bottom. You can put plants like that, maybe jewel orchids, but you do have to be a little bit careful with your jewel orchids because they don't want to be soggy. Um, gotcha. <laughs> so we're starting at the bottom we've put I, in... I do have a jewel orchid in mind but it's uh it's a very very hardy one so it needs haircut of course oh yeah i know you're like magic you two you guys all three of you honestly i've killed a lot of plants <laughs> yeah I've, so I've killed more than i've kept i was gonna say we just don't really talk about that as much as <laughs> so you've put in living. your yeah so you've put in your uh, i'm gonna call them what did you call them Understory uh, plants. Understory plants. Thank you. Uh, so you put those in, and I I, I really like to you said, Amanda, thinking you, you. It sounds like you kind of have to think ahead a lot mm -hmm. in this. You right? do. You absolutely do. Otherwise, you end up redoing a lot of stuff, y yeah. and that sucks. So you said you put pots in because you were like, okay, well, I'm going to do whatever magical thing it was you're going to do, and it seems like the further you can plan ahead and consider what you want to put in there, the more successful you're going to be when it comes to your end vision. Yeah. But I got to say to somebody who like me, who's a beginner and maybe Sue, you feel the same way. It's kind of intimidating. So um, what do you do when you're just kind of starting out and trying to figure this stuff out? Stop and take a break. Uh, when you're carving out your, um, your spray foam, which by the way is a shockingly messy job. Um, shockingly. I think I'm still finding bits of spray foam. Um, Stop and take a break. Walk away. If you come back after a cup of coffee and you're like, gee, I really shouldn't have cut that piece out. Guess what? Home Depot is down the street. Go get your kit. If you don't have any spray foam left, you can add more spray foam. That's true. But don't, uh, don't get to a point where you're like, well, I really don't like that side of it, but I'm just going to keep going because I'm at this point because you're, you're, doesn't matter what you plant and that you're still not going to like that side of it. And another thing to consider too, your background isn't really the way it's going to look in the end because no. a lot of the plants that you want to plant in there after your understory, they might grow taller. They'll hide some parts of the background. Um, I have some Hoyas in mine and they grow wild in there. I had a Retusa, a Hoya Retusa in there and it just vined everywhere. And everywhere there was like a root node 
Um, is that what you call it? A root node? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me when you say stuff uh, like where, that. Where the root wants to come out on the stem. Yeah, it's a node. They, they, they stuck everywhere, like on the branches, on the background, and it, it would flower for me all the time oh, in there. Oh, that's super cool. So that was what I, I call like my canopy plants. I have like my understory, and above that, I have like my canopy where I have branches coming out. And the vines are growing within the branches on top. So you're definitely going to need to take a photo of that and send it to Sue so she can post it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to see it. And I'm sure that you folks out there listening would like to see it as well. So Absolutely. what's the in-between called? Like you have your understory, you have your canopy. What's in between called? We're going with mid-story. I'm making it up. The void. The void. Okay. <laughs> no, the void. Um, the void. Yeah. Mid-story makes sense. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Done. Just, <laughs> I just thought maybe you had a technical term because you had like the bottom and you had the top. So I just wondered yeah. if there's like a technical term. So, so well, curi- there is, but that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious for you, you're listening to this and, and I, you've probably looked online and watched videos and whatnot. What's going to be your step when it comes to pl- actually planning the interior of your vivarium? Well, I've picked out some plants that I want and they're kind of like random. And so I guess I just have to like try and draw. Can you draw a stick plant? Like I can draw stick people, but is there such thing as a stick plant? Okay. I'll draw them and try to lay them out where I want and like leave room for like my wish list because we can't order right now. So that's going to suck. But um, yeah, I think it's going to teach me a lot of patience because sometimes I do like the instant gratification, but I do, I just want it to be awesome. And like, I'm kind of competitive sometimes. And so I need mine to be better. Really? Never? I need mine to be better than Eve's. And even though he's going to help me. (laughs) Some lofty goals. I want him to be like, holy crap, look at her go. The the look on his face just said gauntlet laid woman. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be happy with it in the long run and I'll go see it sometime. So I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. And now he's like game on. Biatch. <laughs> I think that's a good point. Like you being happy with it is is what matters. And the other point, though, on the other side of that is you can't really screw it up. No. So don't be afraid to take some chances with it. Right. You can rip stuff out. You can change stuff. Like it's it's easy enough to do. Well, and that's where I think you you're never gonna you're always gonna be changing it. I mean, you have like a gorgeous one, and you're already like, no, we're changing that. Yeah, I, and you're always gonna be changing it. And you're always gonna be working on improving it to your standards. Yeah, because it's a learning curve, and like the very first one I made, oh my god, like I was in love with it when I first had it, but then I started learning more, and I saw which plants were successful in there, which ones were not that I thought would be. And then you end up ripping out some dead plants, replacing them. And, and really, you learn a lot, even to the backgrounds. Like, I mean, the first background I made, I never even carved it. I just put spray foam in there and put silicone. And, <laughs> That's and, and I'm done. Cool, but. <laughs> so and the, I'm just going to jump back to the mediums you had in the bottom. Because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, when you're choosing your plants and then you're seeing how they like to grow. So some grow on, on the bottom, mm-hmm. the understory. Some are growing. Um, there are epiphytes. Yeah. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever used that word before, but now I know those are <laughs> plants that grow on trees. Um, how are you planting those? How do you decide where they go? And what mediums are you putting again on the bottom to make sure that that's not too much water? So you were saying, was it you, Amanda, saying that you have a... 
No, yeah, you. So you got some fancy, you Eve, you have some fancy stuff in there. Maybe explain a little bit more of that for us. Okay, so um, let's take the imagination train because this is a visual. Yeah. Imagination. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically on the bottom of my tank, the very first layer is always going to be a couple inches of Leka pebbles. If you don't have Leka pebbles, you can use aquarium gravel or just... And please Rocks. use that neon bright stuff because that's so pretty. The clown puke. Clown <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. puke, it's amazing. Unicorn shits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I have my Leka. On top of that, I'm going to put um, landscape fabric. Um, so that's going to be my drainage layer because you want some sort of drainage in there. Um, and if you have yeah. it built out of an aquarium, aquariums you can only reach into them from the top so getting water scooping water out of there is not fun so if you have a glass that's not tempered you can drill through it and add little um drainage holes or whatever with hose into them <laughs> <laughs> so you mean you take and make a drainage hole drainage hole that has holes mm-hmm. weird <laughs> good for you good for you. wine is good yeah <laughs> all right so you got your drainage holes with your tubes yeah. Do you have those? Uh, not on this one because the aquarium I bought was tempered glass, and I didn't realize that until I brought it home and read the stink sticker underneath. The gotcha. stinker. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pour you some more, my friend? Mm. Um, so then you realize when you got home. So it sounds like that's a choice then when you're buying your tank or purchasing it from even another person. Yeah. Just be conscious of it. Like, think how are you going to get that excess water out of there? Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, Google is a great tool for that, like drainage layers. Um, but for the most part, um, sometimes I actually just let it evaporate out of there. I don't. I like to like replicate natural systems. Um, there's a monsoon season. You have your dry season. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Sorry, plans. It's a drought today. Yeah, he just so turns like, the fan up. <laughs> but really, sometimes actually that like makes some of my plants want to bloom. Because, like, after drought, they get all this water. They're like, oh, yeah, it's time to reproduce. So I just have Sue and Amanda both holding their empty wine glasses up to me. Uh, so I'm just going to twist this cap off, and we're going to get to that. Um, so then when it comes to plants that are epiphytes, you're, are you putting in branches and trees, stumps, and whatever in there? And, and if you are, shouldn't they be – they should be treated before they go in? Or how does something like that work? Um. So – after you have your understory planted out, you got your LECA. Um, and then on top of that, you have your landscape fabric and then your soil on top of right, that. Right, I got ahead of you there. Sorry, yeah, I got distracted by all these wine glasses being thrown at me. Totally understandable. You're going to plant your um, your understory plants in there and then you're going to think about the canopy layer. Right. For me personally, when I put in the spray foam, I also put in branches that jut out of it. Okay. Um, And from there... Like Amanda did, she put pots into her background. So you can put epiphytes that have a little plug. You can say, put it in there, and then it'll do its okay. own thing. Okay. So let's just say this is the first time someone's tuning in. They're very new to the plant world. What exactly is an epiphyte? I know we've explained it before, but I just thought we Plants that grow clarify. on trees. Plants that grow on trees. Yeah. yeah. Basically. You said that like I was asking for myself. So, like, I knew. Oh, yeah. I'm just, that, that's how I... because. Today was That's first, actually a great way to remember it. Yeah, today's the first yeah. day I've used that word, and I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure these are plants that grow on trees, and so I took a chance. 
Yeah, so you're going to have like <laughs> and it was a, a chance tree that trunk? worked out well. <laughs> oh, um, okay, sorry. I, you know what? I just want to jump back to the... So I'm still on the understory, friends. I apologize. How much soil or growing medium are you putting on the bottom so that these plants can root? Um, consider the plants you're going to put in there first. Um, so does it have a tap root or is it just going to spread out? Um, you're going to want to have generalized plants that are all going to want the same conditions too, right? Um, so like an orchid, you're not going to plant that in the bottom. The roots are going to rot unless it's a terrestrial orchid. Um, but like your phalaenopsis ain't going to do good in there. In my very first terrarium, I did that. I got a beautiful phalaenopsis, planted it right in the bottom and it just rotted out within a week. Oh what? no. Can I ask what you mean by terrestrial orchid? Um, yeah. So I mean. Like for alien? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> terrestrial? No, those are extraterrestrials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> to, like, they live in dirt. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to get to the people that know, don't yeah, know. Okay, <laughs> so you have your epiphytes, which are plants that grow on trees, on mm-hmm. branches, sometimes even on rocks. Um, but your terrestrial plants are going to be the ones that grow in dirt. Um, that soil? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just. Oh no, you're laughing no, at me. No, I'm not I'm because okay I'm thinking it. like extraterrestrial. I totally get how you got there. I know because I was <laughs> like, what if somebody's listening to it and they never heard of it before? No, no, completely. And then when Amanda said it's extraterrestrial, I was like, alien plants. And then I was like, well, maybe uh, went a whole different direction in my mind. So <laughs> I don't know. If you look at some like sea it. plants, like ocean plants. I'm pretty sure they That's come true. from another world. That's yeah. true. Okay, I have to hand it to Eve. He is keeping it together, putting up with us three really well. I know. Thanks, Eve. Like I he love it. he brought notes, and we are all over the place. I know we're everywhere. <laughs> we need adults. <laughs> These notes are very messy. I don't even know what I wrote. <laughs> okay, so we have all of our basics. We have our plan. We've put our tank together. We've put our growing medium in. We put our branches in. We've made it all beautiful, and now we're ready to put in the plants. Go. <laughs> can you put in any plant like okay that's a good one um no like i mean if you're gonna have a vivarium that's gonna be humid you're gonna want to consider that environment so you're not gonna put in like a cactus or maybe even an african violet where it'll be way too moist because that moisture in the soil is going to be moist all the time so you i want wondered, something I was that can handle that gonna use that because you put it like an orchid and a cactus beside by side yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, consider the kind of plant. So if there's a specific plant you want, look look into it online, see where it comes from, what kind of environments they live in. And then from there, you can deduct which plants you're going to want to put in That seems like a whole other topic unto itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it you seems know? like something that you couldn't, and this is what I gathered before I like wanted to build one, but you couldn't just throw together because you wouldn't want to put a cactus in a, a jewel orchid side by side in there. No, but I mean, I've done it. Like there was plants that I thought would probably do really well in my vivarium, but it's all trial and error. So like some plants didn't do well. And then I learned from that what kind of plants were similar to that and what would do well in a vivarium. Uh, Okay, you guys, this is really interesting stuff. And I think that we've covered a lot of really good basics, especially for beginners and especially for someone like me um, who has literally no idea how this works. It sounds like we're going to get into the pl- into the plant side of things, and we're almost at our hour. So I'm, I'm actually thinking we keep everyone <laughs> at the edge of their seats and move, make this a two parter. 
so that we can really get into the details of the plants in the next episode. I like that. Yeah. I like it. I, I'm, I'm running with it. <laughs> I bet there's listeners out there that are like, no, I have to wait another week. <laughs> but this is like a really big subject. It's like huge. You, you can't cover it in an hour. So part two. Part two. Definitely part two. Okay. We're going to part two it. For now, uh, any last words from you folks before we get into the plant side? So I know we talked about the vessel. We talked about the placement. We talked about the airflow, the lighting the planning and even some of the development inside the tank. Is there anything somebody should know now before they actually get into the plant side of things? Be patient. Don't be afraid to rip stuff apart and you will make a mess. Like get a shot back. You are going to need a shot back while you were building a vivarium. You can get a shot back at Costco for $25. Oh, I'm just saying. That's a good deal. It's a really good deal. And it's actually a pretty good vacuum. And um, what I could add is like research the plants that you want to put in there because not all plants are, are really going to be suitable for vivarium. So like if you just ha- go on the hashtag on Instagram and like look up vivarium on the ha- like the hashtag vivarium, you'll see so much stuff. And you'll be like, this later. is really cool. And then you'll look at the next one. You'll be like, no, this is actually really cool. And you just you won't know. So like look through it has some great ideas in there. And that's actually a really good idea. Look, look at pictures. Like you will fall down a rabbit hole. You will be gone for days. Yeah. <laughs> Have somebody bring you food. <laughs> Do it on a full moon when you can't sleep anyway. <laughs> and check out YouTube as well. There's so many great resources. Yeah, out there. that's Lots another four days ones. there. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of actually doing uh, you guys a favor, listeners, by giving you some time to put your vivarium together so you can start researching your plants. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Home Depot is going to be out of spray foam for the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's do that. I think that's a great idea. And we really, uh, listeners, want to make sure that you have all the information on this. So we're so excited to talk to you next week about uh, the continuation of Avariums. If you want to reach out to us, you can talk to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fancy Plants Podcast. We are on Instagram at Fancy Plants Podcast. And you can email us social at fancyplantspodcast.com. All right. And we'll see you. Hey, it's not a mystery episode next. So we got that going for us. <laughs> yeah, look at us go. <laughs> so we will be back with Eve Bernier for episode or part two of Avariums. Eve, thanks again for joining us. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. My pleasure. And we're excited to have you back next week. And for everyone else out there, we'll see you next Come week on. when we're talking plants. Bye. 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 Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. Culture in your home, I love a green color. Like orchids and vermilion. Mm-hmm. The fancy plants.